Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. My name is Joe and I'm with my co-host, Jeremy. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about the differences in food culture between the United States and, and Norway and abortion. Yeah. Because yeah. those things go hand in hand if you don't think about it too much. <laughs> or at all. <laughs> Please don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Not not to be flippant about abortion, even though we'll be talking about that second. But yeah. we think it's an important topic. Yeah, I will be flippant about abortion, but that has no effect on how strongly I feel about it. <laughs> because I get really pissed off by the very fact that people are even kind of discussing it. And I honestly, that that annoys me about myself. Because one of my principles is that people should be able to discuss anything. Because if you're not able to discuss anything, like you get these pockets of like creeps that go underground and then and suddenly decide to march on Charlottesville, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to have a dialogue about literally everything. Like, I don't think there should be such a thing as a non-starter. Obviously, there's some stuff you just kind of like don't really entertain seriously but you know the people who do entertain it seriously still should be able to fucking talk about it in public yeah um i think if... no no actually i'm gonna let you speak <laughs> should we should we start with abortion and then do food culture later <laughs> we could do that okay because uh okay I, I was gonna say having said all that <laughs> uh, it really pisses me off whenever there's someone who is like arguing against abortion rights that 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 annoys me so much because it is essentially fucking slavery and like i don't i don't i actually don't know if i agree with that particular statement i'm i'm pro-choice but yeah i mean yeah maybe maybe i'm a little bit maybe i'm a little bit uh uh, hyperbolic about it but i (laughs) feel strongly about it it feels like slavery to me because like one of the things that lets women kind of like engage fully with society, like one of the reasons why women can have like proper fucking jobs now and not just like sew shit, you know? Yeah. Not sewing shit is not a proper job, but you know what I mean, right? Sure. Women have women have more choices. Women can actually fully interact with their society they live in. Yeah. And oh, birth and- control is like the thing there. Being able to con- like being able to actually have control over your reproductive fucking cycle is just such a fucking game changer there. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly, like women can have sex and live a life that is not just you know breeding. Uh, and I don't think. I think I think with the abortion argument, there are some severe blind spots. And so, so and I, I'm going to say that I think both, both sides, I don't want to both sides it because I think that, you know, I'm pro-choice and even if you remove women's agency, which I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying there are additional things that make it, make being pro-choice a good option, I think. So for instance, um, the, Every single time that abortion laws are loosened and they're, they're 
abortions are made more widely available, uh, crime goes down about 18 to 20 years later, <laughs> like 15 to 20 years later. Uh, the, the, <laughs> economics book, the, the first Freakonomics book covers this. And they, they study how, you know, like crime goes down, uh, the, the economy is better off, that there are a whole bunch of metrics, societal metrics that improve. And when, when it comes to women's agency, I don't think that conservatives, I don't, I think that some are actively suppressing women. Like they have this sort of, you know, we need to dominate women mindset, sort of handmaid's tale yeah. style. But I think other conservatives are not thinking that way, but they're just caught up. They're caught up in the, 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 the baby side of it. And they're just, they're not really considering, they don't see it as saddling somebody with necessary duties for two decades of their life, lives and then like every other decade after that. Like they don't, they don't see the, the, the change in life commitment because they see that as what you would want anyway. Like yeah, it's like- You should have kids, you should get married. Like those are stepping stones that everybody should take. And- that's not a punishment. Whereas, you know, killing a baby is and, obviously bad, right? And and a pro, and a pro-choice person was is thinking, well, if you can, if, if you can prevent those things, why would you want to have an unwanted baby? But every baby is wanted. No, they're not. And the other side of it, I think the the the, the side that liberals sometimes miss is that conservatives are just having a different argument entirely because they see it murder full stop there's no argument like there's no discussion after that and you know yeah yeah, I, yeah. That, that, that is a, that is a very fair point actually like obviously like if you're going to kill someone killing a baby is kind of like the worst thing you can do yes. and if they, they they see they see the fetus as a baby then it just makes perfect fucking sense that they would want to defend it right Yes. And I've just turned myself around. This is why I think everyone should get to speak about any issue because you never know what the nuances are. When you say turn yourself around, what do you mean? I mean that I now think people should be allowed to discuss abortion openly. Oh, <laughs> I think so too. I haven't changed my mind on that, whether or not abortion should be legal. <laughs> you know, say, you surprised me. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I'm I knew I was missing something. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm flaky, but I'm not that flaky. <laughs> uh -huh. So how how is abortion seen in Norway? Because in America, I feel like the feelings are going to be strong about it anywhere, especially anybody that's spent some time online and seen a bunch of arguments about it. But I'm just curious. Okay, I want I want to ask you first. How do you think it is here? What do you think it? What do you think it's like? I actually have a suspicion that it's becoming more American than makes a lot of Norwegians comfortable. Like the discussion is going in that direction. Your suspicion is spot on. The way it works here is that we've kind of like. Uh, at least for the last two or three decades, just taking it completely for granted, right? It's like not, not, not even the Christian party has brought it up. 
we like we have we have several parties uh, for our political stuff. In abortion, and abortion, abortion is is free in Norway, right? Like you can just. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. No, yeah. res- no. Re- are there restrictions of any kind? Is there-, there are there are no restrictions whatsoever. Okay. I mean, I, there are some restrictions. Like you can't do it in like the third trimester or shit like that, right? Okay. Yeah, because you know, I think I think that's just like. I, I don't know why that is, but the, it's from what I hear. No, but no one's arguing against it, so I'm guessing it's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's completely free. You just go uh, to the, the clinic. They give you, uh, like, uh, they give you a pill. You take the pill, and then you have like two weeks of like feeling sick. Uh, that's basically right. Um. I know, because, uh, you know, an ex-girlfriend of mine, uh, you know, I needed it. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we've just kind of been taking it for granted that uh, it's like, yeah, that's just the way it is. It's not something anyone discusses, not even the biblical party. Because we, we do have one party that's, like, uh, openly Christian. Okay. Yeah, which is not common in Norway at all. Like, <laughs> coming out of, uh, there was a woman that's part of uh, one of the political parties recently it was a front uh, front like uh, front page news uh, headline that she came out as uh, that she was actually a christian person um but she came out of that after like two weeks after she quit the party and retired right but it was still newsworthy it's, it's not common that's interesting yeah, it, yeah. here it'd be very uncommon to have somebody that's in high office that doesn't identify with some sort of religion yeah here it's like they might be christian you don't know uh they try to like they don't use rhetoric to reveal it if they are so you don't know what the hell religion they are you assume they're none uh, although you loony politicians that popped up in the last few years that that they do brand themselves with pride about being a christian which is yeah i no, nothing against christians you know, it's just, it feels odd to us, to me at least. Yeah. Well, well you, you have a much smaller population of... We do, we do. We have 5 million for anyone who doesn't know how much big Norway is. I meant percentage of people who are religious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are about 70, 75% uh, atheist <laughs> or, or, or some, some might say agnostic. You know, it, it's it basically you, you don't subscribe to any religion. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then uh, the rest are uh, either a mix of uh, uh, Christians, Muslims, uh, uh, or people who just didn't answer the polls, I guess. Um, yeah. We have a ridiculously small amount of Jews. Like, we have, like, maybe 500 total, uh, which makes me... That's always given me a fascination with Jews. Because in England, I saw, like, a Jewish school playing football and they had the little hats on the yarmulkes and yeah. the curls on the side of the head. And I thought they were wearing costumes. It was so strange to me. <laughs> huh? I really wanted to get off the bus and just ask them a bunch of questions, but that would be a strange thing to do. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's, that's one of the, one of the reasons that it's important. Exposure to other people is very important because some people might be curious. Some people might be deeply suspicious. And you happen to be an outgoing person who is usually gives people the benefit of the doubt. But what if you were a deeply suspicious yeah. person? Uh, that's true. That's true. You know, if I was a like a, uh, 
one of those worried types that I might be like, oh, those are new, those are scary, what do they do? Right? Yeah. And you do, you do find those types everywhere. But yeah, back to abortion. So uh, yeah, people don't like it's it's just kind of like common sense. You don't bring this up. We don't talk about this because everyone agrees, right? Yeah. It's not like there's an iron curtain that you can't talk about it. Well, like, okay, I guess the kindness. Like if you did talk about it uh, in public, uh, like I think we should reel back the abortion shit. You know, then everyone would look at you and be like, seriously, dude, really? That's that's what you wanted to talk about today, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and here's the but: there is uh, it's, it's popped up lately. It become more and more a thing where people do talk about it, which creeps me out, man. It makes me really like uncomfortable that we even have this discussion now. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not an American level, right? Because I know that it's a big deal there, right? It's a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. it's not a hot button issue here at all you know toll booths that's a hot button issue here um but abortions that's kind of like it's just become an issue again where where like the conservativist you know, like not all the conservative parties but the most conservative ones they'll bring it up in like a list of stiff stuff they want to change it'll be like in the middle of the list somewhere yeah uh and then the liberal parties they do a similar list and they say, actually, we want to extend the abortion shit. You know, it's just a counter reaction. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it creeps me out that people are like starting to discuss it again because then it's like, I thought we were done with this. I thought we had moved past this. And it just suddenly you feel like everything that your country's ever kind of achieved and stuff like that. It's all so fucking fluid. It can all change with like a couple of bad elections. It really makes me, oh, yeah, really? It, it, yeah, it unnerves me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it unnerves me though. Like stuff takes for granted, stuff that is kind of set in stone. Suddenly, that stone is magma, right? Well, imagine that feeling, and then like imagine looking out your window and seeing like people protesting with like nazi flags and other like yeah nazi propaganda yeah that that's very creepy i went to a festival a couple years ago it was like a it was a county fair and county fairs are you know before there were like a lot of towns like big towns there would be county fairs so people from all over the county would come together and bring like their best livestock and there's like tractor pulls and there's like you know stuff oh like- i've seen that on stuff like uh simpsons and stuff yeah yeah so we you know i i grew up in an area that had a bunch of county fairs because everybody knew about them because there wasn't you know a whole lot to do and i went to one a couple of years ago and there were like just Nazi paraphernalia, which, you know, obviously I'm not saying that people that go to county fairs are Nazis. I'm saying that some of the people who went definitely were. <laughs> and yeah, you're waving around a Nazi flag and you're not heading to the Historical Recreation Society, then like you are suspicious to me. Like the one guy, one guy had. Uh, this big truck and draped over the one side with the American flag and like the blue lives matter, like blue line flag. And then the other side was that um, the 
the one Kekistan flag or whatever, which is just like a bunch of like Nazi paraphernalia kind of sort of hidden into symbols that was like draped over one side and he had like a, you know, swastika armband like up on his bicep. And then there were like other people with like little swastika things. I mean, I don't want to derail our topic away from what it's supposed to be, but it just stuns me that like I see people from the allied countries wearing like Nazi banners. Yeah, it's really it's deeply upsetting. It's and... really creepy to me. Like uh, when it like you you sometimes see that here too. Like it's really rare, but you can find it. Some junkie who is really like has like a, a swastika tattoo on his hand or something yeah and it creeps me out so much because we were occupied by them for years you know we had a resistance that bled and died we had child soldiers to fight them with that's, that's we cool. used yeah we used child soldiers to fight them in in our resistance like that's my, awesome. my yeah my great grandmother told me a story but, um, about when she was a little girl uh, and she said that she because she lived out in, in Gossan which is like way, the, way out in nowhere in the forest essentially and there was a truck with Nazis that had uh, driven by to pick up because we did have some Jews back in the day we don't have any more now probably because of Nazis um, so every now and then around the streets of Bergen and stuff you can find like a stone uh, like a, a brass stone. It's not a stone, but you know, it, we have cobblestone streets. So there's like a brass stone set in one of the spots. Yeah. And it marks the name, uh, names of whoever lived in the house that the stone is outside. Uh, and those are like the names of Jews who were taken and killed. And it says like the year they were born. And then it says the year they were murdered. Oh. And it, it does use the word murdered, right? It, 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 it doesn't say, uh, dead like like a tombstone yeah those reminders are are chilling and horrifying but i think they're they are. and uh because... my my great grandma right when she was a little girl there was a truck that came by to like root out some juice from her neighborhood yeah and they did right and there was a young boy who had tried to give a cigarette to one of the juice that in the truck like through the the bars on the side right okay uh and because uh, that was the cigarettes weren't so hard to come by back then, right? So you would like they would, yeah. He it was just a young boy. He wanted to give a cigarette to one of the Jews that were dragged into the truck, and one of the soldiers, like, beat that boy to the ground with like the butt of his rifle for that action. And my grandma told me that when I was a kid. Uh... Yeah, like she can't speak English. Like my ex girlfriend um, from England, right? She I had to translate for her. Because my grandma can't speak English. Like my, no, my grandma can't. But no, my great-grandma can't speak English. Okay. Uh, because the Nazis uh, prevented us from learning during their occupation so that we couldn't get messages from uh, the Allied forces through the radio. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's kind of fascinating me because I never knew that she didn't know English, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, to hear the reason why was a little mind blowing. Yeah, I, I mean those types of hiccups. I know this isn't the same thing, but imagine just if somebody occupied their country, your country, and outlawed math. 
for some whatever reason like they didn't want any yeah. or whatever yeah. and so no like you have a whole chunk of like five years worth of people that don't know math <laughs> you know and then all the all the jet like the time around that would be fuzzy you know re-implementing a math program and i think that those types of things are never thought of as, as war casualties but there's a lot of other disruptions to society that it yeah. goes beyond the people who die which is already tragic yeah there's just a, like a lot of loss not just of life but of like pos- possible lives yeah you know, all, all alternative lives that people could have led and the and the fact that you guys that your society has that awareness and ours doesn't like we don't reflect on those aspects of our history and in a lot of cases it can be deliberate but whether or not it's de- deliberate doesn't really matter um i mean it does for solving the problem but that's a different conversation is what i mean yeah um we don't have as much awareness and we see a lot more of that ignorance, right? Like the Confederate flag has always been tied to that. It's not historical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, sorry guys. It's a, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird that I see like people who proclaim themselves patriots wear the flag because it is the flag of traitors, right? Right. Like no, I'm extra historical. It's like no, you don't. You don't have two histories. We share the same history. You are in the same timeline. <laughs> you are just glorifying traitors. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your great grandfather fought in the war, and I'm sure he was. You're very grateful that he was alive and screwed the brains out of your great grandmother or whatever. Yeah. But, and, and you know what? I'm going to take it further and say that I'm sure you have many reasons to be proud of him. He was like, you, we don't know why he was fighting. He could have been brave and just fighting for his state or whatever the hell, right? But the flag doesn't represent that. It represents what they were actually fighting for. Exactly. Not individual soldiers, but the goal of the entire like, or army. You want, take your grand, great-grandfather's picture make a flag out of it and fly that above your house you know yeah see that to me seems like a perfect uh, compromise right <laughs> you get to be proud and also you don't you know display the fucking the sigil of the traitor legion <laughs> you're right you're not raising a flag to a slave nation yeah what the hell although although this has nothing to do with abortion or food well, now it's about something else entirely. I don't know what yeah, the title is. I, I really shouldn't have said what we were going to talk about in the beginning, because how the hell are we going to do the title now? <laughs> we should do one episode where we outline and see what it's like. Oh, it's 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 an insane proposition, but I'm I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Only once. Only one time. Only one time. It's a one-time experiment, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you, do, you did some drugs in college, and you just wanted to try to outline an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that kind of thing this will be outlining an episode will be like our lsd yeah it's a little experimental but hey you know you only live once <laughs> you know <laughs> hashtag swagger okay so back yeah. to abortion yeah so yeah uh, abortion it's just it, it's if we take all the other stuff aside the good stuff and there's a lot of good stuff like less crime less poverty uh, you know, it'll help increase the fucking middle class. It, 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 everything, every fucking societal problem you have, 
is solved by reducing the fucking population, especially if the parents of that population are not prepared, not have the resources or the will to fucking raise that part of the population properly, right? So it's like all of that aside, uh, essentially putting half of your population in bondage, like when you suddenly women have to like walk around like fucking incubators uh, if they want to have sex, right? Which everyone does because we're fucking human. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, if, if half your population have to just like basically... Uh, just be restrained completely like that. You're not gonna have a fucking functional society. You just just look at every fucking functional society in in the world. And um, when by functional, I don't mean like they can exist. I mean society that does well, like globally. Every every society that does well have pretty like much equal rights for men and women, or at least they don't keep it extremely unequal like like the 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 ascension of women is just such an easy fucking uh it's just it's just a fucking easy solution to almost all societal ills simply because now you have twice the amount of people to do shit well okay so yeah okay so i think I'm. I mean, I, I'm probably going to wind up nitpicking more than I need to. I. I, yeah, I, 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 I am speaking with grand sweeping generalizations all the time. So, someone has to. <laughs> all nitpick. I was going to say is that I think that that is one indicator of a successful society. I think there are a lot of societies who have been successful despite not doing that. Like I don't think J- Japan is a very homogenous, non-diversified, and oh yeah, 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 society. Which totally true. is economically very successful, even though they have all all sorts of other issues. Um, anyway, so I'm not going to nitpick. You know what I was going to say, anyway. So <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I will add though that Japan, their problems with the birth rate, ironically, comes from them just kind of not respecting their women enough. That I don't know if that's ironic. That just seems like a plausible reason. <laughs> No, no, because you you would you would think you would think that they birth rate if it, if they were like uh, you know a misogynistic country, right? Because then it's like oh. no abortion for you, no, you get in the kitchen and be pregnant, right? I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but you know their problems stem from the fact that uh, wages are low, and uh, as a woman in Japan, you basically have to. Uh, if you get a boyfriend, right, you have to move in with him usually. Like you definitely have to do it if you get a husband. And if you get a kid or a husband, you are like, especially if you have a kid, but if you get a husband too, you are supposed to quit your job. So the girls, they don't want, uh, and also, yeah, it's not like the economy there works. Like you work like 16 hour days, 14 hour days, whatever you work a lot. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of pay for it. Like, you're supposed to work a lot of it overtime for free to show your commitment to the company and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why so many like young guys live in like shitty apartments because, you know, they, they spend most of their life at work. They can't afford a better place and they sure shit can't afford to pay for an extra person, you know, i.e. a girlfriend or more people, i.e. wife and kids. Right. Yeah. And 
you'd think, well, you know, at least if there's two people, there's two people working. Yeah, but not because of the whole thing. The women can't work either. So they just stay with their parents forever. Uh, and the guys just stay single forever. None of them want to get into a relationship because they know that it's just economically not feasible. Uh, and so they sit jerk off all day. And, you know, as anyone who's spent a lot of time jerking off knows, your fucking tastes in porn get weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> so there you go, Japan. You know, the sexism is basically, you know, your societal ills and your weird porn. There you go. <laughs> Wow, I feel like I should give you a standing like a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well it would be caught on the audio, but I will imagine that it's a roaring applause right now. <laughs> I'm waiting for your TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a couple. I want of you to armchair diagnose Mongolia. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go through all of the Asian countries, move through Europe, and head straight west. No, you know what, I'm. I'm self-centered enough. I want you to start with America. And that's who yeah, of course, Americans want to be number one. Oh, well, I mean, we are number one. We got you guys to talk about abortion, which I wonder how much we actually had to do with that. Because there, one thing that I learned over the last few years is yes. that over the last few years, a lot of people, if they didn't already, because I was astounded by how many people pay attention to American politics and know some of our politicians but also uh, that uh, people paying attention to American politics has increased over the last, like during the Trump era. And yeah. dude the, made it a lot more exciting. That like in, in increased attention on abortion is due to exposure to us. I, I definitely think so. I think a lot of the stuff uh, that's just washing over the West right now is from America, like the right wing increase. Um, but it's not just America. I think it generally the whole like PC movement is kind of responsible for that because you can only push the pendulum so far to the left before it comes swinging back with force to the right. Yeah. You can, you, you ha cultural change has to happen very gradually and it's happened very fast in the last 20 years. Yeah. So we are all paying the price for that, uh, that, uh, I don't know, expedience, I guess is the right word. Maybe. Yeah. I think that I think that Trump is very much a response to Obama being president. Yeah, he, he the, the number of people that I heard being like blatantly racist increased. I grew up during the Clinton and Bush Bush W era, so Clinton was elected in 1992. When I was in kindergarten, we had a ballot thing where we practiced doing an election, and in our class. George Bush won because you know it was a conservative area, and I voted for Clinton because I like the color blue. <laughs> and <laughs> I told uh, my uh, uncle is the first person I saw uh, after school, and I told him, and he scoffed. And my mom was like proud of me, and I was like, I didn't do anything. I don't know who this guy is. I just like blue. <laughs> anyway. Our blue is elected that year, and I grew up during a time where people were. I think, I you know I didn't know about Rodney King until I was much older, but Rodney King happened right before Clinton was elected, and from what I understand, besides you know he, 
I don't know. I think people were trying to prove that they weren't racist up until Obama got elected. I remember people talking about, you know, someone would make like a black joke growing up. They'd, they'd like look aside like shiftily and you know they they then they'd but they'd say it anyway they'd still do the you know the thing that you shouldn't do <laughs> and then uh obama got elected and i think a lot of people dropped started losing their pretense and they started saying the quiet parts out loud and then when trump got elected then it, it all went out the window and people felt like they could be more racist so i think that Obama started making people disgruntled because of the race, you know, the problem with race in our country. Yeah. But I, also, I also think that Trump was partially a response to that. And a lot of people that didn't vote normally went out and registered to vote because they liked the things that Trump was saying, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with politics being exciting. Politics shouldn't you shouldn't excite voters. Well, you know because we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. I mean, it, it's easy to say when when like societal's ills are more or less taken seriously by by your government, but when they don't, it you know there, there's our country has almost four hundred million people here, and yeah, our healthcare isn't guaranteed. So there's a lot of reasons that you should be excited because otherwise we just accept it nothing will change i think i think one of the root problems that those things don't get fixed is that people get excited because people get excited and then they vote based on what excites them not based on what you fucking need like 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 they always say we got to energize the voters because you know voter turnout is low but that's just something that people should be ashamed of it's your fucking civic duty to vote. You do it once every four years. You can fucking do that. You know, that's like a small price to pay to live in like a fucking developed world instead of, you know, living in a cave you know, a thousand years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But you got to remember that in, nah. our, in our country, we have a billionaire donor class. I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what, why people are getting excited. It's, you know, it, I, I understand those things. It just pisses me off that. No, no, you, but, but you're, you're, let, let me finish what I was going to say there, because what I was going to say was not so much that, you know, they're stirring things up and making people excited. My, my point was going to be that we, you're, you're thinking about it in terms of the government trying to do make the best choices for its citizens like this is so obvious this is what works for a functioning society oh, you gotta no. remember no, no no i'm 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 literally thinking about the people now i'm not thinking about the politicians should stop energizing the voters i'm thinking the voters should stop getting fucking energized but i and don't then, think i don't think that this is a symptom you can ignore or a thing, a thing. I, I i know i know it isn't i know it isn't i'm speaking from an ideal fucking world where i like everyone is a reasonable human being yeah um we have a lot of people doing the opposite of what's in society's best interest. And they don't want to function. It, it, it just annoys me. It just annoys me that people like try to make politics more exciting. And I get it. I get it. You want to put a bandaid on the thing to just actually make people care because apathy is really the death of democracy. Right. But I, I the, the apatheticness, if that's a word, it's just, it, it's, in, it's infuriating. 
It pisses me off. More infuriating is going bankrupt if you get cancer. Just gonna say. Like Yeah, but that wouldn't wouldn't happen if people weren't so fucking apathetic. You know, if they voted and they voted with their fucking brain instead of their heart. You know, if everyone fucking voted. But but everyone this, can this vote is voted. Why, this is why I brought up the corporate thing. Let me let me finish my corporate thought then, because okay. you're blaming apathy on voters and you're blaming that they're they're voting from their heart what it what it is is that there is massive massive funding for disinformation to make it take as long as possible for the public to become aware enough to vote so think of the tobacco industry you know hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars were spent and then later paid out in lawsuits to suppress for decades with with think tanks and paying politicians and doing whatever it took to make as much of the public suspicious as possible. And, and they make it about other things that aren't related to health. And the, there's, there's just nonstop obstruction. And that happens in almost every sector in our country because one, our country is susceptible to the rhetoric. Two, our stubborn streak of independence, like that, that mindset that, you know, it makes American special also makes us susceptible to wanting to feel individualistic. So we'll, if the issue is framed as individualism, a lot of Americans will vote for it. Ignorance, because those same, like, <laughs> ignorance helps and, and, and a lack of access to education really makes a difference. But having like a corporate push to keep people in the dark on certain subjects that would make our lives better. Like the fossil fuel industry suppresses climate change, which makes that very frustrating. And it, it's easy to brush throw it at, at, the, at the voters and say, well, why aren't you voting with your head? It's because the information is being put in front of them as frequently as possible to make them think entirely differently. And it works because a concerted effort is being made to switch them our susceptibility to that type of propaganda is what needs to change i think yeah more I, than trying to change the voter I'm, I'm aware of i'm aware of that part i'm more thinking like at the very base of things like before the, there even was a billionaire class like uh, that people just didn't just kind of like prevent this from happening because you can prevent this kind of shit from happening with regulations like the first guy who tries to do something like that Everyone should have just been like, okay, that, let's not let that happen again. I think you know what before, I mean? before the major propaganda pushes started happening, we did have politicians that cared more about people and in, in certain ways. So like Nixon started the EPA and the EPA was an agency created to slap restrictions on companies and a Republican president did that. And I think you know, he had he was trying to score certain political points by doing this, and uh, you know the the implication of what the EPA would be later down the line, I don't think was understood at the time. But I think that since propaganda has become like mainstream, and people are being funneled into corners where they're being you know isolated from good information and neutral information, I think that that is a much bigger part i think that is the foundational thing i think that's the base for a lot of society's issues is that we're not being fed the right information and we're not being fed information that will help us make good decisions when it comes time to vote 
or to put pressure on politicians so we know what types of things we should be fighting for that will improve society. Oh, yeah, you're right. Things aren't as simple as they could be. It's, it's, it's difficult because, and the reason why I'm so frustrating to talk to sometimes is because, <laughs> is because I, I don't, the world isn't simple and blanket statements always feed into other things. And I think it's important to point those things out. Yeah, you're right. It's ironic because my whole thing is think with your head, not with your heart. And here I am holding a heartfelt speech about that. But abortion, abortion. Do we have more to say about that or should we go into food? <laughs> Actually, I have, a, I, have a, I have a nice way to segue that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, in, in I don't remember the name of the province, but there's a province in China where it is uh, like a thing that you eat human fetuses. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, at first, I thought it was a fucking joke, right? Uh, but no, it's apparently a thing. It's not like... Uh, you have a fetus for breakfast. It's like a rare delicacy kind of thing, right? But uh, they have like thumb-sized fetuses from like abortions and stuff. Uh, It's kind of like a black market thing, I think. Uh, Kind of like how they have like rhinoceros horn as a a fucking fucking Viagra, right? Oh my God. So they eat human fetuses in like soups and stuff. Because it's supposed to help your kidneys and give your skin a glow or something like that it's supposed to keep you young. well i hear fetal cell tissue is uh i well i have no idea it's it's true that it keeps you young but i feel like (laughs) if anything keeps you young it's got to be eating fucking feedi right oh Oh, that's awful yeah Yeah, that's that's really disgusting (laughs) And it's a good segue to food. To food, oh, so the differences between Norwegian and American food. Yeah. yeah. We don't eat fetuses. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How long is this episode, by the way? Uh, we're, we're at 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Yeah, okay. We're, we can talk a bit about food. We can talk about food. Yeah. We could we oh. could we could finish talking about abortion and then make a, another episode about food that's separate. Yeah, you know, let's do that instead because yeah. I feel like there's more fun stuff to say about food, uh, and let's uh, we sh- really should start to shorten these episodes because I don't know how many people watch past like the first. Also, yeah. I don't want to storm cloud a fun food culture discussion with what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another thing. That's another thing to think about. Oh my god. Mm. So yeah. If you have listened this far, please ignore the title I said in the beginning. This is about Nazis and abortion. Yeah. This is and Nazi abortions. Yeah. Nazi abortions. Now that could have prevented a lot of problems. Oh, could you imagine what a, what an issue that would be? Like what if so let's let's throw out an ethical dilemma that I'm sure everybody wants to to, to consider. If you had the technology to know beyond all reasonable doubt that your child is going to grow up to be like a murderous Nazi, like not just like, you know, a neo-Nazi skinhead type that like grows out of it and then covers the tattoos later or something. I'm talking like, like a genuine Nazi. Yeah. Like church bombing type lunatic and you could prevent their birth. Like you could find out by like three weeks in and you abort them. 
Yeah, I, 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 if you don't have that abortion, I feel like you should be punished even after your kid's been punished. <laughs> so punish somebody. Now, do you think it would be ethical to even administer that test in the first place? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think there is obviously problems with that, you know, because then it's like, well, you know, it, it becomes like one of those Star Trek episodes where they predict your crimes and then you get sent to the chair, like uh, or, or the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise. Yeah, right? that it'll become like a thing like that. Uh, but uh, okay, you know what? I just talked myself. I don't think that's ethical at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> no, it's just yeah, because you know who's to fucking say what's in the future. Even if your test is 100% sure. That's what they thought in Minority Report too, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. You can't, you can't punish people for what they haven't done yet. But, but if you could, in a court of law, beyond all reasonable doubt, prove that the mother knew their kid was going to be a murderer and he did murder people, uh, there should be some kind of punishment for her as well. She, 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 she was aware of this shit. Why, why should she be punished if it's not her fault? Like, imagine if... Like, it is her fault. She gave birth to the thing when she knew that it would kill people. But it would be... It would have been unethical for her. Would it be, So, if she knew, should she abort the child then? Absolutely. Absolutely. If she, if she knows, and I mean, like, no, no. Not like, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're talking like time police. Like, they like six-dimensional... Cut. Yeah, like they, they are they, they there is no margin of error whatsoever. Yes. Yeah, fuck yeah, she should uh, abort the hell out of that thing. <laughs> uh, like Rosemary's baby. Yeah, you abort that baby. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what it's about. I Sophie's just know non choice. <laughs> yeah. There's the I I'm, I'm not pro choice on that. I'm just pro abortion on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the mother doesn't get a choice. Put her in the chair. I'm not even pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. Take that thing yeah. out of her and give it to China. <laughs> that's a quote. That's a quote. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep in my back pocket. No, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I run for election in a bunch of years. <laughs> he wants to give our babies to China. Oh man, could you imagine? Like, sometimes I think about when people get in trouble online for saying dumb shit years later. And sometimes it's genuinely shocking. Other times it's like, well, yeah, that's a terrible thing to say now, but was it terrible to say like 20 years ago? Whatever, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Also, do teenagers say terrible things? <laughs> well, yeah, they're teenagers. <laughs> I was thinking more of the Kevin Hart thing because I don't remember what he said and I remember it being not super great. And I I have no idea that he said something bad ever. It was like something he had written on Twitter and he had written I think he had said faggot maybe or something or he was being homophobic. I don't remember the details because I really also don't really care the about the stuff. Huh? A lot of people use the word faggot in non-homophobic ways. You know? I think that used to be true, but I don't, it's now, I don't think faggot is okay, like at all. No, it's, it's not a good word to use, you know, but it's not the same as the N-word. No, so, no, nothing, nothing in America is the same as the N-word. Yeah, nothing period is the same as the N-word. 
the yeah. n-word there's a reason why you say the n-word <laughs> there was i was watching a comedian and he was you know he was like anti-pc culture but it, it but he he had said this line about he's like now now conservatives i want to let you know i'm not fully on your side either he goes anytime you say something's as bad as the n-word i don't believe you <laughs> he goes because if you tell me cunt is as bad as the n-word well you just said the word cunt and you we we aren't saying the n-word <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> like when you're talking about it like when you're talking about the words there's one that you're not you're refusing to say yeah and, and honestly i want to go on record and say i am not against people uttering the n-word i think that's the thing you should be able to say like if you're talking in like a fucking reasonable context right uh, but I'm still a couple very thin out loud in a classroom, maybe, but it's yeah. Like if you, if you talk, it, it's, it's all about the context. Like if you're, if you're, if you're quoting something and it's like part of the quote, I don't think you should bleep the quote. And if you're discussing about, like, if you're discussing the history of the N word or any part where it's like appropriate to bring it up, I think yeah. you should be able to say the word. Sure. But, no, but not like, even now, I even now that I am about that, even now that I am literally talking about that, I still don't feel comfortable saying it. No, I wouldn't say because I'm not I'm not a historian of any kind. And no, it, it, it's it's an uh, I don't know, it, it's got like an uncomfortable ring to it. The whole word, you know, like even in private, I don't really use it, and you don't really filter yourself when you're talking to your friends in private. I I, I, I couldn't I could never use it in private in, in private. Um, it, you know, I had a, I had a, a friend who started doing the AH thing and what? like, instead of doing the, the ER at the end, doing AH. Oh yeah. 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 I like that. Cause it sounds so much less aggressive. It sounds more playful than less aggressive. I, it's, no, still... it's, still, it's still not ideal, but, uh, with the, the hard R it's really like, uncomfortable. I don't know that. And it's I, I'm I'm also very aware that it's probably different here than it is in Norway, because you don't have that that background. Yeah, the thing is though, we are very Americanized because of our media, so you don't say the N word here either. That's good. We don't like it. That's good. Uh, like we we have a we have our own version of the word like neger, but. While it's considered to be like archaic to say it now, like young people won't say it, uh, drunk, angry people might say it, mm. but it is not a slur, it's more like calling someone colored, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's like it, it's a it's a it's a weird old thing to say that feels really out of touch and a little exclusionary, but it's not a slur like you can use it as a slur just like you can use the word jew as a slur right it's kind of like that okay like using jew as a verb yeah 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 because that 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 also can be very uncomfortable yeah right like oh he's a jew that's fine and then you go like uh oh he's like jew ways (laughs) when when it comes to language sometimes i hear people say Oh, words are just words. You know, it, they shouldn't make you uncomfortable. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's that old saying, right? The it's a saying, there's a proverb, you know, like sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can scar me forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's the best in scrubs they do that, and it's funny because he jumps to his monologue there. The words will hurt forever. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the delivery on that. Anyway. I heard I, an interesting one before we move on from that line. I heard an interesting one on Reddit once where it oh, was yeah? someone said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can make me think I deserved it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> oh, now that, uh, that turned deep. That turned so deep Adele could roll in it. Oh, man. Yeah, I like that song. I hated Hello, though. I thought Hello was a joke. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I really like Adele in general. I think she's great. Yeah, she's a cool artist. Yeah. I like her. When you say hello, I don't actually know the song you mean because I always think like, hello, is it me you're looking for? That's, you know, that's the song I'm talking about. I think that song is awful. The, you don't like Lionel Richie? I don't like her rendition of that song. Oh, is it is is it that song? Yeah. When, oh. when she like says hello and then there's like a two second pause. And she goes and that's that's a little painful because Lionel Richie he he has a pause but it is it's at the same time not a pause because his voice reverberates as after he said hello like I'm talking, the always I'm talking about Adele yeah yeah I, I know I, I know you are I know you are oh yeah is that an original Lionel Richie song yeah yeah it is it is it's okay. a it's a great song oh my god you should listen to it enjoy it okay. Watch the I will probably like it from Lionel Richie. I don't. I didn't like it for, with her. Oh, you will. After this episode, we're gonna listen to it, and I'm gonna hear your reaction. I'm. I'm just gonna. I have. I have my specific reasons for not liking that song. I think it's a. It's bad artistically for her, and I think it's a cop out. I knew it was a cover. I didn't know it was for from Lionel Richie. How is it a cop out? We can get into this in another episode because this. No, is- no, no, no. This is really relevant to abortion and Nazis. <laughs> what were you actually going to say though before I went into the Reddit comment? Oh crap! I don't know. Because sorry, what, what did I what did I start with? I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't. You don't know. How would I know? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't pay attention to myself when I speak. Well, how the hell could I pay attention to other humans? <laughs> All right. Well. Um, I have a quick ad. Uh, I want to get in, you know, just just for our advertisers. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they do pay us a lot to do this. Oh my god, I know it's it's amazing. I didn't I didn't get into this business for the money, but boy, has it worked out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I am I I I I currently hate it, but I just do it for the money because I have three mansions I have to feed. <laughs> well this this episode is brought to you by elon musk's battery powered battery charger it is a battery charging battery powered battery charger fuck yeah it's good stuff i, I don't want to do more uh, more more ads from musk because honestly i, I didn't understand what that was <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay, so it's, it's, you know, we need to explain this so our listeners can understand. 
it's a battery charger that you can charge things on, but it's battery powered. So you need batteries. Oh, my waste. Oh, no, it's, it's genius. Unacceptable. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you can charge its batteries on itself. Oh, you yes. just need to you, you take, battery. take the batteries out of the battery charger and you put it into itself and you just cycle. You go through that cycle constantly. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. What? That's brilliant. I'm sorry for calling it a waste. <laughs> See, now you always have batteries for your remote. But if you take them out and put them in the remote, that disrupts the cycle, so I guess. No, no, no. You got you have three sets of batteries, man. Fixed. Done. <laughs> three sets of batteries to last you forever. But now let me ask you this. Could you see, do you think you could take out more power from, enough power from one set of batteries to charge the other two? Oh, oh, so, so. Fuck technology. How does it work? Um, so you don't gain more power. You're just pouring power from one into another. Yeah, it just goes in a cycle forever. Oh, no, that, that's not a cycle because you use the batteries to, to run your remote. It's so the you cycle, have a mug, the cycle you have of, a mug of water. You're having a mug of water. You have three glasses and you're like drinking some of it and then pouring it back into the mug afterwards. Oh, that power has got to be filthy. It's it's re- it's renewable technology. Musk is on the forefront of something. No, he's a moron. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing better things. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, your name is literally body odor. I like how out of all the dumb commercials we've done, like this is the one that gets you good. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one is so, you know, like a fucking hemp. Uh, bedpan is it's much more reasonable than this way to slowly waste your batteries what have we even been talking about <laughs> i don't know but i want to talk about power now because I, I there was an interesting thing i discussed with my dad the other week okay um because he's got like a fancy new car that is like it's not leasing it's renting i he explained that it was it was cool but i forgot it uh, anyway what he does is like it's a sci-fi car, essentially. And you can charge your phone in it by putting it on a plate. Like you yeah, you don't have to plug. It's like wireless power. You don't even plug the phone into anything. You just leave the phone on a little plate in the car, and it just starts charging the phone. When, you're, when your dad gets, like, the beam-me-up technology, I demand that he comes and picks me up and brings me to Norway so we can hang out. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be stealing his car then. Uh, I don't want to be the first person to use that, though, because I don't want, like, my bottom half to wind up in New Zealand. Yeah, but, you know, as long as I get the top half here, we can still hang out. <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out with your legs, though. You might, have to put, you might have to put my top half on that plate, though, so I can keep recharging my energy. I yeah. wonder if that's, uh, the, that's Musk's battery charge charger. It might be. It might be, because my... my um... The battery-powered battery charger is yeah. the forefront of new age technology. Yeah, because because uh, my ex uh, Kimia, right? Um, her ex before that gave her like a thing that it was basically that it's like a charger for her iPhone, and it was just a circular plate you put in the window, and then you leave your phone on it to charge. And then my dad's got the new version in his car, essentially. I really hate that this is just blowing my mind. I feel like you need to plug something in. Oh, but it's so it's so cool. It's so cool. It is cool. It's amazingly cool. I just I can't wrap my, wrap my head around it. And I'm wondering 
maybe in the future we won't have sockets in the walls. Maybe we'll just like be walking through power all the time, like some kind of archon. <laughs> How wonderful would that be? And also, it made me think about electric cars, because almost all the cars in Norway are electric now, right? Um, and I was thinking about how they could change parking lots because this technology, it's going to get bigger and better and cheaper and more effective, right? Sure. So once all the cars are electric, which is probably just going to be like another 20 years, I'm guessing, you know, probably 10 even at the current rate, parking lots could literally have these newer, cheaper, more powerful versions under the parking spots. So you charge your car whenever you stop it. Oh. That's and then you would buy one of those plates for your house and you just dig it under the parking spot outside your house. Oh, that's so cool. Man, you know, this is interesting because when I, I remember I was in high school and I was at the doctor for something or the dentist and I, yeah. I read in a magazine an article that was saying the next big technological race that's kind of flying under the radar was for the next generation of batteries. There was a big race to make batteries smaller, more efficient, you know, the whole thing. That makes perfect sense because like phones are getting more advanced, but battery time still sucks ass. Right. Well, the other part of that is that efficient battery storage is necessary for solar and wind power because you generate a lot of energy, but being able to convert it and store it is a whole different thing. And at the time when I was reading this magazine, they were talking about how like inefficient solar and, and wind was, but uh, they were also talking about how like, you know, this was the end of the Bush presidency. So this was, they were, they were saying like, you know, there need to be subsidies to, you know, go into research for like battery powers. So that way it, things are easy, energy is easier to store. And that's exactly what Obama did. He, he put in a, a whole bunch of subsidies, like renewable energy subsidies and battery and battery uh, research was a big part of uh, those that grant money. And it's interesting that now we have like rechargeable plates because I feel like we're getting close to like a new generation of life, like living a new way, not just more conveniently, but Imagine if we really didn't have to pay for power anymore. That would be so cool. Like you imagine don't, if we you don't got money back power. on power. Like we could put, you know, you put solar, you agree to put solar panels on your roof or, or this and that, and you get money back for putting into the system, and the system's already making money back by making energy, by by producing it for free. Yeah. Because like it's it's all about scarcity, right? Because we don't pay for water in Norway, right? Yeah, we pay for the heating of it because that's like power. Yeah. So you, we don't have a water bill here. Like you can just use as much water as you like. Um, I live I live by one of the largest freshwater systems on the planet, and water in Cleveland is incredibly fucking cheap compared to other parts of the country. Yeah, because it would be right. Because it's all about scarcity. Yep. So if power became like that, as you say, right, that, 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 that'd be like a. I mean, internet's probably going to go. <laughs> you're starting to cut out a little bit here. Um, okay. How about now? Oh, so much better. So much deeper.
So smooth. Is this Fraser Crane? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, internet's probably going to go that way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think internet's going to be free before power is free. As long that what what needs to happen though is is that I think the telecom industry is going to put its roots into that and make that as difficult to change as possible. Yeah. Well, fuck those guys. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that easy. They've. You know, Fuck those guys right in the ass, uh, no lube, a little sand, maybe. It's gonna it's gonna hard it's gonna be difficult to find an ass to fuck if they're all busy kissing each other's. No, we'll seek them out. We'll have some like you know you know those Nazi hunting teams they used to have after the war. We'll send those out with like uh packs of Viagra and uh like sandy lube. What what I'm saying is that every single group of of telecom executive that you're gonna find, it's just a circle of them kissing each other's assholes. You're not you're oh, not gonna be able to find you one. Have no access. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to. Find, you gotta you gotta pick off a lone one as they're walking. You know, walking somewhere. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be hunting them like like fucking wolves hunt like you know sick deer. It, it's it's like how the caravans used to go in a circle at night to kind of for protection. You know you. You get the, all the for, for when people were going west on the Oregon Trail. You oh my god, you're right. I, you all the seen... Conestoga wagons in a circle to protect, and then you all sit, everybody sits and sleeps on the inside. It's like that, except for yeah. Aspen. I've seen I've seen images of that, and I always wondered why they put them in a circle. Protection that makes perfect sense. Yeah, at night at night you put them in a circle, and then during the day you go in a straight line. Okay, so in the day we just have to take out those telecom people one at a time. <laughs> that's it's good because they sleep upside down in their closets <laughs> <laughs> of course they do fucking vampires <laughs> oh. yeah no, but I'm, I'm really excited about the like the charging technology because i think that's really cool like they, they they oh god it's really sunny outside now oh that's lovely um so uh i last year they were renewing one of the roads outside the aquarium in bergen and uh, we we do love our cobblestone here. Like the cars, obviously, are shaken to smithereens by it. But as a pedestrian, fucking terrific. Come visit Bergen, enjoy it. It's so great to walk here. Um, yeah, like they they set up like nice like white cobblestone roads, right? Yeah. Uh, and while they were putting that shit down, right, I noticed that there was like a network of thick cables under the road. And they're not cable cables, but they look like piping, like black plastic tubes. Okay. And they, they kind of like like bars on an old timey jail. They just go under the road all the way, kind of like almost like a net under. Like if you have ever seen someone construct a concrete wall, they have that Almeringsjärn, those rods they stick in there. Yeah. It looks like that, but thick little pipes. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, like you, you would have to use both hands if you wanted to grab around it. And there was just a bunch of those. And I, I just couldn't for the life of me understand what the hell they were doing. So I asked one of the workers, like, what, what is this? What's, what, what are you putting into the ground here? And the guy was just like, oh, it's heating cables. And I was like, no, it isn't. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, no, it's seriously, it's heating cables. And I kept disbelieving him because I thought, are you messing with me, man? You're just fucking with me. This is not heating cables. Where the fuck would you heat a road? And he was like, well, you know, because we have winters, boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
oh yeah so how did this work then and he was like um now you what we do is in the winter when the roads get frosty instead of wasting salt which damages cars and putting on gravel which you know it has its own problems we just let warm water flow through these pipes and it melts the ice and it just detonated my mind that's so cool it's awesome yeah right oh i love the future i worked with my stepdad on a house that did that to his driveway where he had long water like hot water pipes running underneath or something or maybe it was just like heating something i don't remember yeah it's probably the same thing but that, that is so cool it, it's amazing and if you're getting if you're if bergen's getting it now that means ohio will get it probably in like 1945 or 2045 <laughs> i mean sure. it's it's gonna be a few decades before we see anything like that oh yeah no it's 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 very cool though like it is i've heard of heated driveways like the thing you're describing with your dad right yeah I've heard of heated driveways before, but I never fucking understood what it was. It sounded like sorcery to me, right? Yeah. Uh, and now, like, a road. It's just, like, it's just a road where cars drive all the time. It's not a parking space or anything. It just blew my mind. Yeah, that's really cool. I think I think when, when we don't need energy, we'll always need energy, and we'll find more things to do with it. But if it becomes a less limited resource over time. I think that there are going to be stuff like that's going to be way more practical. And um, there, there's a project that Bill Gates is, was working on who he's helping fund this project. It's not just him. I think there are other investors, but the idea is to generate energy, but turn it, turning, uh, carbon dioxide into oxygen and making that an exothermic process so you can generate energy and take energy out of it. So it's straight above my head right now. So, okay. So basically um, exothermic just means it gives off energy. So you need, you need a process that gives off energy so you can capture that energy and then use it. So um, changing carbon dioxide into oxygen requires energy and they're able to do that like they built this giant machine it's got like it looks like it has all these like big turbine fan things and it like blows air into these filters and it does what it does and oxygen comes out but you have to put energy into that to do that but what he wants to do if he if he can get it to work um, they're able to generate and heat and energy off of that process but capturing it and putting it into a battery and then using it to like power a neighborhood is still a, a long ways off. Um, but what he's trying to do is, is both help climate change by changing carbon dioxide, you know, a greenhouse gas into oxygen that we can use. It's kind uh, of climate change. We have to stop this man. <laughs> right. He's trying to vaccinate kids in Africa. How dare he? <laughs> He's obviously he's obviously a deep state plant. Yeah, he's trying to create like uh, autistic children and global warming. We have to do something. <laughs> Buy a Mac; that'll save the world. Do you do you know anybody personally that is that is uh, afraid of Bill Gates as like a lizard person out to destroy the world? Uh, like microchip no. our kids. I mean, I, I I know I know like maybe like two or three Trump supporters 
and I, I know that at least one of those people uh, believe like some of the QAnon conspiracies, which just baffles me. Oh God, I cannot possibly imagine that even he believes the fucking Bill Gates stuff. Because Bill Gates is just known. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? I think we uh, definitely solved abortion and probably racism. And Yeah. Uh, I think we really got some nice work done on the food thing, too. And the energy crisis. And our listeners learned a ton about food. So yeah, if you if you think about it, not too much. Uh, <laughs> then isn't electricity just food for cars and phones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, right there, Mister Chemist. I don't, I don't have a response to that. So you know. Yeah, well, that means I'm Go correct in my view. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I always know that I've won the discussion when people are leaving the room uh, with like a frustrated look on their face <laughs> and shaking their head and muttering to themselves. Yeah. Uh, whenever, whenever people start like complaining to themselves under their breath about like the education system in this country, I know that I've won. <laughs> what are they even talking about anyway? Their words are too fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid brain boys. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right, we'll take us home then. Okay, okay. So this has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast. Tell us nothing about this episode. And visit us at the Moot subreddit. Again, do not mention this episode. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) It's an order. They can't do it now. That's how the internet works. That's true. I've heard that. Bye.